Hello and welcome to the, well, the second ever episode of the Quarter Life Revolution podcast and the very first episode of my weekly instalment, Millennial Moon Circle, um, basically, which is going to be a episode that I release, episode of this podcast that I release every um, Saturday or Sunday during the weekend for the week ahead. Um, it's going to be sort of an astrological forecast for what's coming this week with the idea of how we can use the energies of the coming week to really um, create shifts in our life, transform ourselves, what areas of our life and ourselves are really being brought up by the astrology of the week and then using that to ask ourselves particular questions or work on particular aspects of our lives to make the changes that we want to see. Um, yeah, using astrology as just another way to leverage change in our lives. So I'm really excited to get into it. Um, July in general is a pretty good week to uh, be launching this sort of um, podcast series because it's a massive month in terms of astrology. I mean, I guess every month is massive in its own way, but yeah, this month in particular. Um, so it's sort of even spoilt for choice in choosing what I want to talk about uh, in each series. So, I mean, if you look at my blog, I've been doing Millennial Moon Circle now. This is the third week. Um, so it's been a, sorry, um, a blog post for the last two weeks. And I always had the goal that I was going to turn it into a podcast as well, because I just feel like, you know, I mean, this way people can listen to it when they're driving, like you can be doing other things, cooking dinner, um, or you can sit down with your pen and paper and really take notes in that like you sort of have that option um, whereas a blog post like I can tend to get sort of carried away and talk about things quite deeply and yeah before I know it you know I look at so like the blog that I use it says how long it will take people typically to read the post and like sometimes before I cut down the millennial moon circle blog post they'd say like 10-15 minutes and like I don't know about you but I know I sure wouldn't have the energy to sit and read a chunk of text that very long on a computer screen so yeah that was where the idea of turning it into a podcast sort of came from just to sort of give me a bit more rambling time and space when it comes to talking about astrology so, um, yeah, I guess we'll get sort of straight into it. Actually, before we get into it, um, just give you the rundown of where I am, what I'm doing. I am in my house at home. Uh, I live in the Mornington Peninsula, which is about an hour and a half outside of Melbourne in Australia. I am sitting on my bed. I've got some incense burning. Um, my cat Gazelle is also in my room. She's on the bed too. She was fast asleep when I started recording, but she's sort of starting to wake up and sense that something's happening. So if she starts meowing, I really do apologize, but this is just all the fun of being a cat owner. Um, yeah, it's also, it's raining outside, like absolutely crazy today. So I don't know if you can hear that. I will do my best to shelter you from the hardcore wind, rain, like it's absolutely insane. Um, I went outside once today and just got attacked, so don't really plan on doing that again. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So there are 
three main astrological moves for this coming week that I really wanted to talk about um, that I've sort of highlighted that will really provide like the the juice, the flavour of what is going on for everyone. Um, but before I get into those, I think it's important to address that like, yes, this week is still cancer season. So um, if you look at the, f- I think it was the first um, millennial moon post millennial moon circle blog post I talk really go into what cancer season is all about a bit more um but basically cancer season means that sun is in cancer for approximately a month so if you're a cancer it means that your birthday is this season um and that just basically is the real background the foundation for what we are all feeling and moving through on a global scale um so you look if you think about it this way, like the sun is the body, the star that literally lights up the world. And so it's no wonder that it has such a, like what it's doing has such a dramatic effect, like a really something effect that we really feel on um, everyone on the planet. So cancer season is really all about like emotional cleansing, um, softness, vulnerability, and like really deep, deep self-care. So if you've been wanting to um, like either start or change a self-care practice, um, change your house around too, because cancer rules the house, then this is the sun season for it. And you know, that's if you keep that in mind you can sort of keep it in mind that however emotionally vulnerable you are feeling um is probably what a lot of other people are feeling as well so um yeah be gentle with everyone and be gentle with yourself because we're all really in it a lot of emotions are coming to the surface right now um as does tend to happen really in cancer season so gentleness Um, and because, well, the first like major thing of the week that I want to talk about is the moon for this week, because it is a partial solar eclipse and that's a cancer. So I'll really be talking a lot more about getting a deep understanding of cancer as we go into that now. Um, so yes, the eclipse season is here this, as of this week, So if I'm getting these dates right, I did write it down somewhere, but I'm not sure where. Um, So I think it's the 11th July to the 5th of August is the eclipse season, which is essentially a 34 or so day period during which eclipses can occur. Um, They are usually, well, they are hugely powerful, transformative times for everyone. Um, A way to think about it is you know, solar eclipses are basically new moon, new moons on steroids and lunar, lunar eclipses are full, basically full moons on steroids. So all the main rules of a new moon apply and, or a full moon, if that's what's going on, but then it's all just like magnified, um, for each particular moon. And during this eclipse season, there are Three. There's two partial solar eclipses and one total lunar eclipse. So we'll get into the other two during their relevant weeks. Um, but this week, 
we will be diving into the first partial solar eclipse, which is a new moon eclipse in Cancer. Um, and that is taking place Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 13th of July at 12.48pm. There's one date I did remember to write down. Um, okay, and so new moons, basically, uh, any new moon is a completely, it's a clean slate, I like to think of it as. So there's no moon in the sky visible that we can see. It's completely hidden. And so there's this blank dark slate for us to create our new beginning on whatever we want to um, start so it's a really good time for starting new projects like launching ideas whatever it is um, new relationships first dates whatever it is like this is a super powerful time for it because you have that blank slate um, and if a normal new moon is a clean slate then think of a new moon eclipse as like a bankruptcy basically they are the ultimate fresh start I don't know my accounting degree mind just went straight to bankruptcy you can probably think of a better analogy but that's what I'm going with so this new moon like during this eclipse like on the 13th you can look where in your life would you really really like a completely new start like or a second chance um, a makeover from the ground up, like, because you have the opportunity to make that happen with this moon. Um, and then if we look a little bit deeper into what's going on this eclipse, you know, we'll look at how it's in Cancer. And so new moon, on a new moon, it means that both the sun and the moon are in the same sign, right? So that is why the moon is hidden because they're in the same spot, basically. They're, that's why we can't see the moon. So they're in the same sign. So they're both in Cancer. And so that basically means that um, all of the sun sign qualities of Cancer, they're doubled. We're feeling them doubly as much during the new moon because we have that duality in both signs sort of thing. Um, so there's there's no balance, <laughs> there's no difference, like we're just all very Cancer. And you can think, a way that I like to think about the difference between the sun and the moon is that the sun is sort of more the head, whereas the moon is the heart. The sun is the day, the moon is the night. So the sun is, you know, who we are during the day, whereas the moon is who we are at night when no one's watching and we're alone. So um, if they're both in the same sign, Cancer, Cancer, there's no difference. Like it's just Cancer through and through. So all the Cancer energy is just felt doubly as much and everyone's feeling that. Um, when it comes to Cancer, you know, like they can have a hard shell, like they're the crab, but you break down that shell, that sometimes crabby shell, and inside they're just all mush. So you know, during this eclipse, look at maybe where in your life are you too hard? Where where do you feel like it might be beneficial to soften a little, like to open up? Um, eclipses often open us up to the truth. So anywhere that we've been protecting ourselves, like hiding away in our little shells, not wanting to see the truth, we could find that the shells just are cracked open 
with this eclipse. Like there's a very um, unforgiving energy with eclipses and that's not a bad thing. It's like, you know, a lot of us put off things that need to be addressed for too long and then all of a sudden here comes the eclipse and you have no option but to address it. And that's a good thing, you know, like you won't be shown anything that you can't handle. Whatever comes up, I'll handle it. You know, that can be a mantra. Whatever comes up, I'll handle it. If something does come up, you know, it might be something really lovely that comes up. Uh, You know, truth isn't bad necessarily. It can be really good. So, you know, hopefully that is the way for you. Um, Another thing about Cancer is like she loves feeling at home, being at home and really anything to do with the home. So um, when it comes to this, this truth that comes up, if anything was to, you know, you might find out about yourself something to do with the house, your house, where you're living, your living arrangements, you know, you might get a sudden urge and be like, wait, I don't like where I live. Like I want to move houses or you might discover the inner desire that you have, um, this desire to work at home and like start working on creating a career where you can feel more at home. You know, that could be a big cancer season realization. Um, or there could be truth come up in terms of like a relationship that you have with someone that you live with or your family or either way. Um, cancer is very much about family, family values, especially your relationship with your mum. So there might be something that comes up in your relationship with your mum that you may have not looked at up until now and now you have no choice. Like the eclipse gives you no choice and that can just be something to think about. Um, And so Cancer is a water sign. So there are four elements. You know, you have the water signs, you have air, earth and fire. And Cancer is a water sign along with the other water signs, which are Scorpio and Pisces, are super highly emotional and very intuitive. And along with Scorpio and Pisces, Cancers can find themselves... during these seasons, you can find yourself, we can all find ourselves, sorry, trying to get my words out, Um, we can all find ourselves pretty darn deep in our feelings. So again, like be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others. But this, this new moon eclipse does provide a really beautiful backdrop for healing, healing these feelings that are coming up, like looking at what's coming up and giving ourselves finally like healing from them and transmuting them into something better like channeling them into creative work or yeah we're I don't know wherever you like to put your emotions like whatever works for you so um I did think about you know um new moons and full moons are really nice times to like create a sort of ritual or like do something or just spend some time with yourself um And so I did actually think about like what would be a really nice sort of healing ritual for these, this emotional time of the new moon cancer eclipse. 
So what I had thought about was, you know, like if you can spend a bit of time by the water, like if you live by the ocean, I mean, down here in Melbourne, it is absolutely freezing. It's the middle of winter, like I will not be swimming, but you can bet on the day of the eclipse, I'll be, yeah, just like sitting by the ocean if it's raining like it is today, probably in my car, just watching the tide come in and out. And reflecting on that, you know, if you live by a lake or a dam or any body of water. And if you don't have access to a body of water in nature, like, you know, or you might like to do this as well, you know, you could just really ritualize your shower experience that day or bath if you're lucky enough to have a bath. So bring in crystals to the bathroom, like cleanse the bathroom with some sage, light some candles, Put on some gentle, soft, like nurturing music. Like Cancer absolutely loves to feel taken care of and safe. And just as you shower, like really focus on the water, like just shifting the stress and everything, all the energy of the last week, the last month, year, or even like the years past. I mean, If you want to think about it in terms of cycles, the last Cancer Eclipse was in 2011. So that's what, like seven years? So what has been coming up for you in this last seven years cycle? And what are you really ready to let go of from this last seven years? Like maybe it's a relationship or a way of thinking or um, a lifestyle, a job, something that you're just really ready to let go of after this seven year cycle. Um, coming to an end at this Cancer New Moon. So into your shower ritual, just picture that really leaving your body, like whatever the stress is that you're holding on to, whatever the emotions are from that that you're holding on to, like let it go. Like this is the time, this is the end of that cycle. Um, And then, you know, once you are done, come out of the shower and you might like to journal on these questions or, you know, design your own journaling questions, whatever works for you. But these are just some suggestions I had that I'll probably be looking at for myself. Um, So firstly, where in my life am I closed off? Where could it be beneficial for me to open a little more, open my heart, whatever it is? Um, And then another big thing that I was thinking could be a good question to journal on is are there any words that I close off that like make me close off as soon as I hear them so I'll give an example so for me I tend to close off whenever the word weak is thrown around and that word weak really causes me to activate my hard tough shell um, because I really like to come across as if like nothing shakes me and strong you know it's something I pride myself on is emotional strength and that and so whenever like the words vulnerable or weak whenever they get thrown around you know they I'm working on it but they still sort of mean the same thing for me so I just close off instantly um so yeah have a think about what words cause that for you because that can tell you a lot about where you're holding tension and where you're holding emotions that you really don't need to be um what also other quest- a couple of other questions could be where could I be more gentle with myself? Where could I take care of myself better? How could I take care- 
care of myself better. Um, and even, you know, how could I let others take care of me more? Again, if you're one of those people like me who like to appear strong, like we have it all figured out, like we don't need anyone else, you know, like are there people that want to take care of you and you just don't let them because you want to do it all yourself? Um, yeah, but really opening up to receive um, love and whatever else it is, like that is such a powerful element of a cancer, any, I mean, anything in cancer, but this cancer eclipse, you know, um, once we, once we soften, once we put down that hard shell and, you know, crack it open a little, then we can really open ourselves up to receive from others and be taken care of rather than always having to get through everything ourselves. There can be so much power in just like releasing that idea. Um, and the last question I has w had was, you know, something about the home, you know, ask yourself, how can I make my home feel like it's more me? This might bring, this might mean like a big change, like an actual move, um, moving cross country, moving cities, moving states, whatever it is, um, or even just moving down the street, or it might be a little change like, oh, you know, I want more indoor plants. Like I want more life in my house. I want more candles. I want to start burning a diffuser with burning a diffuser like using a diffuser with essential oils um I want to get new doona cover whatever it is you know listen to what comes up and then like work on that for the rest of cancer season it's a really good time to make your house like just the happiest place for you um and yeah so ending with that ritual I think that's about all I wanted to say about this new moon eclipse um, I have that ritual and like all the journaling questions that I wrote on the blog post. So if you're driving and you missed it, that's okay. Just go to heatherman.com.au and they're there. Um, anyway, so the next thing I wanted to talk about is Jupiter. So Jupiter is currently in Scorpio, which is my sign. I'm a double Scorpio. Well, actually I have four planets in Scorpio but my sun and my moon are both in Scorpio so yes if you made the connection I was born on a new moon I was anyway so I have been personally affected by Jupiter's movements this year quite a lot and any I'm sure any other Scorpios and water babies can relate um, but again it is like anything else that's happening in the cosmos, it's something that everyone feels on like a macro level. Uh, so Jupiter has been in Scorpio since uh, was the end of October, start of November last year, 2017. And it went retrograde about four months ago. Um, and on... Now, I this is a date that I did write down. Yes, the 11th July, I think that's right. It's going direct. So it will no longer be retrograde, coming out of the retrograde. Uh, so basically, when Jupiter is in retrograde, it is the great cosmic slowdown. That was a note I made. Um, so Jupiter as a energy, as a planet, tends to expand everything that it touches. And so if it's in retrograde, basically everything is affected and slowed down to its 
pace. Like it encompasses everything because it expands everything. And so if it is slowing down, going, well, appearing to go backwards, which is essentially what a planet in retrograde means, then so is everything. Um, And so with it going direct on July 11, it could provide quite a lot of relief, especially if you have like fire in your chart. Um, So Aries, Sag and Leo, like those fire signs, they just really want to go, 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 get things done. Like they like a fast pace, get things moving. Um, And so if you... If you have found yourself like really being forced to slow down over the past four months, um, you could very well like now really starting this week and especially on the 11th, just pretty much be at the starting gate, like ready to shoot off into action and getting shit done again as soon as Jupiter goes direct. Like the slowdown, the period of rest is coming to an end. We can all start moving again. Um, I know for me, this definitely affected me. I mean, so as well as having my sun and my moon in Scorpio, I'm an Aries rising. And so I have that really fiery, like, go, 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 always on to the next thing energy. And I just remember pretty much as soon as Jupiter went retrograde, so I think it, it would be around March, it was like, I just, I just had no motivation to do anything but sit in bed and like, watch Gilmore Girls or like watch YouTube um I was just done like I felt like I'd been moving for months for years and I was just like oh my god all I need to do is rest all I want to do is rest I have no energy or motivation to do anything it was just really um yeah this and then this last four months it was just such a time of slowing down and learning how to rest I think that was a big thing like learning to actually switch off rather than fall into that trap of when you finally rest you're just sitting around thinking all the things that you could be doing instead but actually learning to sit switch off like turn on Gilmore Girls and just chill out uh but you know with that Aries rising I am feeling that I am ready for Jupiter to go direct again because I got shit I want to do so and it's already starting to happen like I can feel that energy and that desire to move really coming back already so yes that's good it's it's good but it's also <laughs> I need I need to remember fellow fire signs too we need to remember to channel that ways that we learn how to chill out hopefully during Jupiter retrograde as we move forward uh yeah and so a little bit more about Jupiter and Scorpio generally um it has been bringing up a lot for everyone so Scorpio is the sign of the dark side I guess it loves to like dive into mysteries and anything like witchy or anything taboo like anything that people don't like talking about Scorpios will be like ooh, like (laughs) tell me more um, you can probably relate if you have any Scorpio energy in your chart. Um, yeah, we're really interested in like the shadow side of humanity in the world. So the shadow side is not, you know, always something horrible or like, yeah, something bad. It's just something that hasn't been acknowledged, you know. So you have what's in the light and then you have what's in the dark, what we look at and what we choose not to look at. 
So you can think about the Me Too movement, which literally started as soon as Jupiter, pretty much as soon as Jupiter went into Scorpio. And you can think of mental health, like really finally, finally, finally being magnified and looked at and no longer being this taboo, but something that we talk about regularly, like we are super, super open about. And yeah, all this stuff that's been coming, with all this stuff that's been coming up, um, you know, it's good, like bringing things up from under the bed, like cleaning up the closet. That's so, so, so needed and something the world needed badly but I feel like the retrograde was a bit of a welcome and much needed rest for us all to just really recoup and just sort through what the transit has brought up since October like we just needed time to reflect on what's been coming up just before um yeah this four months before Jupiter goes direct again um because that you know, now that we've got another four months of Jupiter being direct in Scorpio before it shifts into Sagittarius. So we might find things coming to the surface in us or in the outer world that we didn't know were there or things that we always knew were there, but we just weren't quite ready to deal with until now. Like Scorpio is going to give you that, um, that willingness to dive into your own shadow side and look at what you've really not been willing to look at, the truths about yourself that you have been ignoring. Um, and I guess I'll talk a little bit more about shadow work because I feel like the last four or so months of the Jupiter and Scorpio transit is like such a powerful time for shadow work, um, which is Basically, the integrating of all the parts of us that were deemed as unlovable through our childhood years, when we have these malleable, gentle brains, um, and so we buried these things about us down and repressed them in our repressed them in ourselves. Um, so examples is something like watching our dad call someone a show off when we were four years old. Um, you know, the childhood brain is so easily convinced, you know, you tell a four-year-old that being a show-off is bad and never okay, like, you know, and they'll think, like, it's never okay to talk about their achievements or talk about things that are going right for them, or even, you know, it might even be that they just don't let any success into their life because they're so afraid of being labelled as a show-off when people see what they're doing. And so we are four, this happens, and we decide unconsciously to never share our success because we don't want to come across as a show-off because our four-year-old self learned it was not okay. So um, in shadow work, you go, you look at these parts of yourself that you've repressed, where they're holding you back from life, and you accept them as a part of yourself. You know, like you just sort of look of it, look at it and integrate it into who you actually are. Um, and I do really plan on doing a podcast about this and probably like a series of blog, plo- blog posts on the process of shadow work super soon. But because I'm really deep in it myself at the moment, I'm still getting a grip on it. I don't fully understand and, you know, I'm in it. So that always makes it a bit harder to talk about. 
But if this is something you're interested in exploring for yourself, um, the book I'm reading and working through and can really recommend right now is called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And oh, now the author's name is Debbie, but I can't remember her last name. But if you just Google The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, you'll find it. Um, and yeah, basically it has, I mean, it's very informative and really talks, probably explains <laughs> what our shadow is a lot better than I was able to and it just has the most transformative like cathartic exercises in it that you can sort of work through to get to know and heal your shadow whatever that means to you um yeah uh so that's Jupiter and Scorpio going direct 11th July we've spoken about that I feel like that's a nice way to end it there um, and then the last thing, the last of the three main um, cosmic elements that I'm going to talk about for this week is the Mars retrograde again. So I spoke about this last week on the blog post, um, but so I won't go into too much detail on it here, but um, it is, you know, a very big influ has had a very big influence on what's going on like the last couple of weeks and it has probably got no plans of slowing down in the ways that it's affecting us uh so yeah by now mars has been in retrograde for a good couple of weeks probably over so you you can sort of like look at your life and what's been going on and gauge how this retrograde is playing out for you so mars is the planet of action and like of getting shit done and a physical energy too. So when it is in retrograde, we have this perfect opportunity to reflect, like sit down, rest again, that idea of resting, um, and reflect, like reconsider the ways that we're spending our energy, as well as like the action that we, were ta we are taking. So think about things like, is the action we are taking getting us closer to where we want to be? Or are we just doing things out of habit like is the action we're taking just habits I mean so many of the actions that we do take are just things that we've been doing for so long that we just don't know any different like so do you have positive habits or and are these habits making your life what you want it to be um, Mars in retrograde gives us a little break from the action to really check in with ourselves and make sure that the actions we are taking are truly in alignment with what we actually value, um, who we truly are, and the life that we want to create for ourselves. So, yeah, we have this really, like, it's just a really powerful time to look at what you're doing. You know, like, it's all well and good to make shifts in the way that you're thinking, but unless you really put that into action and start taking action on these changes that you want to make, like, you know, nothing's really going to change except for the way that you feel. Um, and, you know, there's that age-old <laughs> personal development idea, idea and quote, and I don't know if I'm getting it exactly right, but it's like, your thoughts become your beliefs, your beliefs become your actions, and your actions become your habits. And, you know, your habits are what form your life. So start at the very root of habits during this Mars retrograde. Like, 
how is the thoughts you are thinking affecting what you do and what shifts in thinking can you make to come into better alignment with the life that you desire to be living so you know if you want to be I don't know like living on a beach in Peru or something I don't actually know if Peru has a beach like I no, I'm pretty sure it does have a shore yeah whatever anyway like if that is your dream are you are you taking any action are you thinking in ways that have the potential to make that come into reality so you know if you are spending every day thinking like oh I have no money, I'm absolutely stuck in this job that I hate, or, you know, I'm going to live where I live for the rest of my life, blah, 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 like, those thoughts become what you truly believe, and then those beliefs become your actions, and you keep doing the same thing over and over again, repeating the same thing, because if you never make a change in the way that you think, why would you change anything that you do, and then it's just a habit, and you're stuck, and that's how people end up, like, living in the same place their entire life, like working the same job their entire life and never going after what they actually want because they're in these habits, because they never found a way to shift their thinking. So use Mars retrograde to do that. Like, and then with all this reflection, you can come to the end of the Mars retrograde, which is not until the end of August. So you've got plenty of time. Um, with this whole new action plan, ready to shoot ahead with all your goals, with all these new habits developed already, these new ways of thinking, these new beliefs, ready to shoot ahead and like create the life that you are wanting for yourself. Um, The other thing I will say about Mars Retrograde is just mentioning that Mars is the ruler, like, of very fiery emotions, so things like anger, frustration, um, anything like that, and a Mars retrograde can really bring those up in places where we thought they didn't exist, so, you know, you might think of yourself as a super chill person who never gets angry, and then all of a sudden, you just feel yourself explode, and it might not be you, it might be, like, someone you live with or someone that you work with, and so, try not to take it personally, like, it's Mars talking if they're yelling at you, (laughs) Um, and, you know, this is, again, like, aligning with the shadow work that I was talking about in the Jupiter transit, like, there are no bad emotions, Um, use your frustration or anger or whatever it is to really figure out the root of where it's coming from, why it exists. Like when we think about frustration, like it's just a signal that something in our life is not e- like easy or in flow as it should be. So use it as a signal that it is. Like where in your life are you feeling stuck? Like where is life feeling harder than it should be? Like where in your life do you feel like you're just pushing a boulder uphill rather than um, having things come to you easily, and yeah, that's Mars retrograde, and that is the millennial moon circle for the week, my friends, I think that is definitely the three things that I wanted to cover, um, if there's any questions you had, um, about anything I was talking about, how to channel these energies, the, or if you want to, like, read the blog post and have it blog 
post. I'm really struggling to say those two words together. Post, post, blog, post. <laughs> have to work on that. Um, and, you know, have it all written out in front of you so you can go over it bit by bit and just like get a bit of an understanding for what changes you want to make, etc. Um, that is all on my website, uh, which is heatherman.com.au. So yeah, come say hi, um, send me an email, contact at heatherman.com.au. I'm not on Instagram and I don't know if that's for life, but it probably is. Um, I, yeah, I wrote an entire blog post on it just this week actually, but I just really wasn't enjoying Instagram as a way of communicating. Um, I'm not into like, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to like shoot myself down, but I'm not into like the design stuff. I don't feel like I have that as a skill. I can't make things look as pretty as other people do. And it just feels super disconnected. And maybe if I figure out a way to do Instagram in a way that feels like real to me, then maybe I'll jump on board. But for now, I'm not there. So the best place, best way to contact me and ask me any questions is contact at heatherman.com.au, the super old school email route. Um, I have a subscribers list so you can sign up to my newsletter and or just subscribe to this podcast. And if you enjoy it, like give me a rating review. I'd love to hear it. Be my first. This is only my second episode, so don't have any reviews yet. So yeah, please be the first. Be my guest. Come on in. Um, and that's, you know, be nice. <laughs> like I said, it's only my second episode, so please be kind. Nice reviews only. I don't know if I can put up those rules, but that's what I'm going with. And yes, I can't wait to talk to you later in the week. Um, and yes, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.